0: This morning, we will continue with our series on the gifted. Uh, Very briefly, I shared last week on the spiritual gifts that we get from our Heavenly Father, which is from Romans chapter 12, and from Jesus, which is from Ephesians chapter four, and the spiritual gifts that we get from the Holy Spirit on 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We do believe in all those gifts. They are still active today. uh, But for this morning, for this series, we only focus on Romans chapter 12, from verses 6 to 8. So specifically from these uh, three verses. So let's read through them before we talk about one particular type of gifting for this morning. Romans 12, verse 6 through 8. We have different gifts. According to the grace given to each of us, If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then encourage. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy do it cheerfully. So as you can see from this list uh, list of seven gifts, there are prophecy, serving, teaching, encourage, giving, lead, and mercy. We, we We all of us have one or more of these gifts. We are meant to bring forth this gift, gifting that God has given to us to the local church. To the local church, the gifts we have from God, we were meant to bring them up and build up the local church his body. Ephesians 4 verse 13 said, until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then the reason for each of us to bring forth our gifting, our unique gifting, so everyone else can, number one, learn and witness those gifting that are being activated and exercised. So for example, if someone has an amazing gift of serving, you get to see what it's like to serve and to host. If someone has an amazing gift of teaching, you get to see and get a little taste of it for yourself. So you get to witness what it means to have the gift of of mercy or encouragement. Uh, So that's number one. Number two is to enjoy those gifts together. We as a local church are meant to enjoy all the gifts that our God Our Father in heaven, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is given to us so we can enjoy them. But there's a next step, right? You get to enjoy something, but the next step is to grow and exercise those gifts in our lives. And in our pre-service prayer time, Ryan mentioned that we are all to learn and observe all the gifts and exercise and try to exercise all of those gifting. So it doesn't mean that, well, so-and-so has a gift of serving, so I'm just gonna let that person serve, and I will enjoy it. No, we're to recognize it, witness it, appreciate it, enjoy it, and then try to replicate it with someone else. I'm just using an example of serving, but it applies to teaching, it applies to encouraging, it also applies with um, praying, it applies with everything else, all the gifts that God has given to us. That is how Jesus is building his church. It's not because one, a pastor, or two leaders, or three leaders going through all the work and doing all the teaching and everything else just kind of follow. No, that is how Jesus is building his church. It's for all of us, all of us, to recognize our gifting, enjoy the gifting, and activate all the gifting that God has given to all of us. Ephesians 4, verse 16. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So there, that's the reason why for us to grow so that we can actually become a fully mature body to follow Jesus. There is a purpose for our gifting. We're meant to use those gifts for something bigger than ourselves. God intends for us to use the gifting which already have been given to us. Last week, we talked about God has already given these gifts to us from the moment that we were made. God already gave us these gifts, regardless of what we're gonna do, regardless if we wanna commit our lives to Jesus, regardless if we wanna use it for selfish need or use it for the kingdom. Those gifts have already been given to us. That is how amazing God is. But he wants us to use those gifts to strengthen his body, strengthen the local church. And uh, this morning, we will touch on just the gift of giving. If your gift is giving, then give generously. So don't leave, okay? Anytime we talk about giving, when it comes to giving and money, I know it's always a sensitive topic, but there's so much more to giving than just money. So the gift of giving, I can say that we at Restoration have many people who understand this gift being obedient to scriptures, and exercising this gift of giving through giving generously. An example is a very brief history, and I know we're a growing church, and some of you may or may not know this, but uh, Restoration was birthed as a church plant back in 2016. And for those who are visiting or have been visiting, come and join us for our Welcome to Restoration luncheon next Sunday and we can share more about how we came to be, how God planted and birthed restoration. But in general, it, it started in 2016 and it started from our house, just a handful of people. However, as we grew and we were obedient to God and we went through COVID, I think we all remember COVID, the worst pandemic in recent history, not just in the US, but worldwide. Even though we were going through the pandemic, through the biggest economic downturn that's probably known to in our lifetime, we were restoration. we were able to purchase this building through the generous giving and the financial contribution from just those within the church. Isn't that amazing? If you look around, it's not 100 people here. But we were able to have financial contributions through the generosity of everyone here. It was done without outside help. There wasn't a mega church somewhere funding our system. There wasn't someone else giving us this big chunk of money. It's all from within the church. Because when we give generously, God will continue to bless us. It's not because we are so wealthy. We may be very wealthy, but, maybe not, but not in money. So so that is a testimony of giving generously. And I say that to say that it's very easy for me and for us to speak from this because that is a strength at restoration. It is in our DNA. However, we always want to continue to grow in that gifting. Every single gifting that we have, even more so, so we can be generous in terms of giving to others, to those outside the church. Even though we're small, even though before the building and just for those who may or may not know, we actually, even though we didn't have money, we gave money to five other, churches plant, five other church plants throughout the U.S. So generosity is not about whether you're being wealthy or not, it's about giving from the heart of giving. So what is the gift of giving? The gift of giving is being generous and, is a key word, and resourceful with your time, with your money, and with your skills. Skills meaning the experience of what you have picked up and what you have learned, and et cetera. So people with the gift of giving find, these people find tremendous delight in giving to others in both big and small ways. This gift of giving is, is not applicable only to the wealthy. Even if you're poor, you can still be uh, having this gift of giving and give generously in other ways, in other means, such as having people in your home. Some of these very simple things, having people coming over, having a cup of coffee. If you don't have coffee, you can have tea. Or if you don't have tea, you can say have a cup of water. Just spending time and giving everything that you have. Uh, like, as I said, using your different resources, whether it's money, uh, time, energy, your gifting, uh, what have you, to bless others. The act of giving becomes in itself very delightful and fulfilling for those that has this gifting. It is possible, it is possible, that some people give out of the acknowledgement, acknowledgement that they will get something in return. It is possible. In terms of they will get the thanks from others. It is possible when, that when they give, they, they are hoping or thinking that, or expecting to get some type of recognitions. Or it is possible when you give, giving to a good cause, which is a good thing, right? Because sometimes we want to give to an organization that help with uh, orphans, or sometimes we help, uh, we want to give to an, uh, a war hunger, which is th- those are the good things, good causes. But that is not the heart of this amazing gift. It's not about, well, it's a good cause, so I'm giving to it. No, the gift of giving is just to give, because you delight in giving. You enjoy it when you give, when you bless someone. Romans 12, the gift of giving is that it's best when it is not, not. Looking to get anything in return, period. Not to get anything in return. That's challenging, isn't it? That's challenging for me. You give and not expecting anything in return, or even recognitions. So don't think of this gift as just simply people giving away things, giving away money, or giving away time. The gift of giving, when used uh, in a business setting, there's a business profile. I mentioned this last week. There's a business profile for each of this gifting, and the business profile for giving is enterprising. You may have heard that term. Through a lot of research, they discovered that the people who have this gift, so in the business setting, they say it's enterprising. In the Bible, it's giving. Uh, often, people who are entrepreneur, entrepreneur. In, did I say that correctly? Yes. Thank you, there you go. And thoughtful about how they create wealth and opportunities as well as how they spend their money. So they're very diligent in terms of how they create wealth and very thoughtful in terms of how they will eventually give away things to others, money to others. In most cases, these people, the enterprising people gifting that have the enterprising profile, spend their time and money diligently. Some even limit the standard of living so they, can, so they can increase their giving. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing, right? That's, that's the, the type of mindset that people that have the gift of giving. They limit the standard of living so they can give even more. That is the generous part. So generous is more than enough. Right, More than necessary. Like for example, if someone come up and, and, and wanted, hey, I'm really hungry, can you give me a meal? And you want to buy, the, give them a gift, certificate, a gift certificate somewhere for $500 so they can have 20 meals. That's what it means to be generous. So essentially the person who has this gift of giving is someone who prioritizes his or her needs over his or her wants. So that person can simply be in the position to give more to others that is amazing isn't it that is an amazing gift we can look at our heavenly father as an example of someone who gives generously so if you do need to go look somewhere as an example look to our heavenly father he is a supreme example of generosity you can see it from james 1 verse 17 every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father so every gift that we think we have originated from our Heavenly Father. So don't feel that I don't have enough. God will always give us more than enough. John three sixteen. I think we all know this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God gave us the one person he loves and could not part with, Jesus. That is how much he loves us. That's the generosity of our amazing God. That is an example that he is will, willing to give us everything. So he, and then God gave us these gifts, specifically from Romans 12, regardless if we use these gifts for our own selfish desires or to use them for his kingdom, right? Because sometimes you see people with amazing gifting in the business setting, creating wealth for themselves they still have the gifts that God has given to us, but sometimes they're using it for other things. But also when you see all these amazing preachers that we may have here and seen on TV, they're using those for the kingdom. They're using it to serve his church. So God, God wants all of us to exercise this gift of giving, specifically, and to give generously. Acts 20 verse 35, In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words of the Lord, Jesus Himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive, receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Isn't that amazing? A generous person will prosper. Because that's very countercultural, right? If you give away, you will lose things. But in the kingdom of God, if you give away, we will prosper, and we will be refreshed. We are very blessed, and we are refreshed through Jesus. We will be even more blessed, more refreshed when we give. That is what Jesus is is, is trying to tell us. To give generously is counterculture, as I said, because the current culture that we're in is very much about inwardly, Can I say that? I hope I won't offend anyone. I think we all know that, right? The culture that we live in is very inwardly, it's mostly about who am I? What do I want? What's in it for me? What do I need more to be happy? Usually it starts with me, myself, and I. That's the current culture that we live in. But when we give generously, we separate ourselves from the world around us, from the people around us. When we give with a generous heart, our hearts will constantly be refreshed and we will continually be blessed by God. Because that's what Jesus said, right? What did he say in Acts? It is more blessed to give than to receive. And the generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So we will be blessed. We will be refreshed. And I want to Transition this briefly to the act of biblical giving, because it is something that that should be well understood by all of us. Just as much as understanding why we worship. Understand why do we worship? Why do we always have worship in the beginning? It's because we need to realign our hearts. We need to acknowledge that Jesus is God above all things, so we can be in the right place together, so we can hear from him. Just as much to know why we want to learn scriptures, because we want to learn more about who Jesus is. And also the need of why do we need to belong to a local church? Because God said so, and it's good for us to belong to a local church. We need to know like, why we have eternal life and such. Biblical giving is an important concept for us to understand also because money is the second most referenced topic in the Bible. Did you guys know that? Money is the second most reference topic in the Bible. There are over 2,300 references when it comes to money and possessions in the Bible. So just to compare that in terms of how important money and possession is, it's important for topics to know because when you compare that to faith and prayer, there are only approximately 500 references. So money and possessions, 2,300. Faith and prayer, 500. I believe money and possessions are referenced so much because God knows how much it influences it can have in our lives. If we're really being honest with our lives, if we are being honest with ourselves, money and possessions can have so much control and influence over us. So for the sake of time, So, for the sake of time, I wanted to highlight just Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse seven, for this morning, to remind us again that money is one of the many sources of living. As followers of Jesus, it should not be our main source of living. Second Corinthians eight, verse seven. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you see that you also excel in this grace of giving. See, that's in scriptures. A lot of time we think we're excelling worship, we're excelling in faith, I'm walking in faith, but we also need to excel in this grace of giving. This is why I feel the giving should be taught about, it should be understood and practiced by everyone in the local church. I mentioned earlier about Jesus as our perfect example of giving. 3.16, 3.16, John 3.16, that is an example of giving that we should look up to and try to follow. As followers of Jesus, we should follow his teachings and his examples, right? Through the grace of God, he gave up his one and only son so he can pour out his love upon us. That is the generosity. Sometimes we hear that through John 3.16 so often, we probably just kind of tune away but if we need we need to take a look and slow down and recognize what does that really mean it means to god and if we understand and recognize john 3:16 we will have a better understanding of god's grace and his unconditional love for us as we understand that giving no longer a task or a duty or an obligation, or a conditional thing that we have to do. Giving becomes a response of gratitude. Just to say, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everything that I own, that I have, belongs to you. And it's how we respond to acknowledging of what God has done for us. He does not want to put a condition on, on what he has blessed us, otherwise, Salvation would not be an unmerited grace, right? Because there should not be, well, you're saved now, now you have to tithe. No, he wants us to recognize and acknowledge that we should be responding with grace, responding with gratitude to say, thank you, Lord Jesus. That is not, God doesn't want conditional. He gives freely because he loves freely. He does it unconditionally very briefly on giving. In the Bible, there are several ways of giving, so to speak. Obviously, tithes, tithes and offerings, I think we all know that. So let's touch on tithes first. Tithe actually means a tenth. Uh, In Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, giving to your local church where God has placed us, Where God has put us, that's where we are to put our tithe in the storehouse that God has placed us in. A quick comment on tithing. Uh, A lot of people have asked me about tithing 10% before or after taxes. All I can say is maybe if I can direct you back to Proverbs 3.9. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops. So hopefully that will answer the question that you have because First fruit wouldn't be after taxes and fees and such and such that you've been deducted. So the more we understand the grace of God, and that's what I usually always trying to point people to is, it's not about the number. It's about our revelation of Jesus. It's about our understanding of him. It's about our reliance in him. When we sing that we trust in you, Lord, do we really trust in him? Do we only trust in him in terms of just uh, this one area? But when it comes to our money and our finance or when it comes to our relationship or when it comes to our circumstances that we're in, God, maybe I got it. I got this one. Why don't you back off? Just kind of work on the other areas. So the more we understand the grace of God, understand how amazing he is and trust in him, 10% will become just a number. It's all about the heart. And having said that, Having said that 10%, the very most important thing I want us to always remember when it comes to tithe is this. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each of you should give what you have decided in your hearts to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Give what God has spoken to us and give what we are cheerfully willing to give. It's not because, well, God's saying 10% or 5% or 50% gives because we have the revelation of what God has done for us, and he is our ultimate provider. Uh, I just want to give one practical tip. This is what I do. It may be helpful for you guys. I have an automatic withdrawal. Uh, I think I share with you guys. I think you guys all know that I work full-time. I get paid twice a month. Twice a month, it automatically withdraw from my account. It's one way for us to recognize and remove ourselves from the process. Because sometimes, I will be a little bit honest, sometimes I may not trust myself. It's like, well, 10%. I can do a lot of things with those 10% of my income. Can we be honest? I can do a lot, right? I can buy more shoes for myself, I mean, more shoes for my kids, right? (laughs) We can go shopping more, you know, we can, So, I'm trying to remove myself from the process, so that's why I do, that's for me. And if it helps you, I just wanna give you that practical tip is to have an automatic withdrawal so you don't think about it anymore. And it's easier for us to be obedient with the first fruits of all your crops. Uh, Second thing is on offerings. Offering is regarding giving for a specific need, a cause, or a purpose. Uh, for example, uh, disaster relief. For example, there's a wildfire somewhere or a new building or a roof and what have you. That's what offerings is. It's from Mark 12, verse 41. Uh, alms. Alms is those in temporary need of, of uh, orphans or the poor or the widows. We can see that in scriptures also. That's from Matthew 6, verse 2. That's what alms are for. Uh, practical tips for this also is the only reason that if we, we can know how to give in terms of the specific arms is we need to build relationship with those around us that God has put around us because we would not know what they need unless we have relationship with them hence we can give into this area uh, and the number f- the fourth thing in term of giving from what i can see in scripture is apostolic giving in meaning of apostolic trips ministry trips when we go somewhere, when we send people somewhere, or when someone comes to minister at church. Uh, I use the example of church planting. Even though we were small, we had no money, but we were giving money to five different church plants throughout the U.S. Detroit, New York, California, Arizona. When we find out people are planting, we want to give into that because it is for the kingdom. It is not for us. It's not to build us up. up. We want to advance the kingdom, and our heart is always to go into the nations, because that is what God calling us to do. So apostolic giving is like that. For example, if we have a trip, which a few years ago before the pandemic, which we, uh, Toby and I, went to Mexico, and we gave money to that church that was in Mexico that was in need of a building, and I'm hoping that we can do that again, and actually we can go to, into other nations. Um, throughout South America, throughout Europe, throughout Africa, and throughout Asia also. There are places, There are many places that we can go into because we're not just about the here and now. Yes, we focus on the here and now, but we're also keeping our eyes open for any opportunity for us to minister to people in faraway places. So those are the four main types of biblical giving. Uh, I, I just feel that it's something that we don't talk about a lot at Restoration, but we're very generous. However, it is good for us to know what some of those biblical givings are. So in closing, the gift of giving. If you already have this gift, I shared last week on how to find your gifting. Continue to operate in that gift and give generously. If you are the beneficiary of this gift of giving, learn more about this gift and exercise this gift of giving in our daily lives. Try to give generously to those around us. Even though it's not our natural gifting, but to be generous is the heart of God. Exercise that through our daily lives, not with just money. I know I use money because that's the biggest stronghold in our life, but also time and energy and our skills that we have acquired. So some people are stronger in this gift than others. However, every one of us, every one of us should try to excel in this grace of giving. Second Corinthians eight, seven, right? See that you also excel in this grace of giving. So as we grow in our revelation of God's grace, his love grow in our understanding of his favor, of his mercy for us, grow in understanding of his provision for us. As I said earlier, the term giving has a new meaning. It should be replaced with the term gratitude. Thank you, God. This is my way of saying thank you to you. It is one of the many ways for us to say thank you, to say that I'm so blessed and I want to give generously whether it is money or finances or time or energy, give it to others of what you have blessed me with. We show our gratitude of his provisions, of his blessing through this gift of giving. This is, as I said, this is a way to say thank you. I know that everything I have earned, or we can be able to say that everything I have earned or everything that I have will ever earn It is because of you. We need to remind ourselves of that. Otherwise, we'll come back to, well, I've paid my dues in my job, and I've gotten this far because of what I have done, of what I have learned. No, recognize that we have gotten where we are because yes, you're supposed to work really hard. I wanna stress that, okay? Don't just kinda cruise, go on cruise control. We're supposed to work really hard and put in our time and try our best, but we get to where we are because of God. I can honestly say that I know people who have worked really hard and probably worked harder than me. They were not able to get to the position that I am now professionally. So it's, sometimes it's not about, anyway, all right. You, you guys understand my point. Um, God has given us everything that we have because of where we are. And giving is a way of saying thank you, that we trust in you, God. I will end with, um, with a verse from Psalm 24 verse one. The earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Giving is no longer about us giving to others. When we truly understand who God is, everything belongs to God. Everything belongs to Him. We're just sharing to others of what God has given to us. That's what giving is. Let's do it generously. Share generously the love and the provision and the skill and the gifting that God has given to us. Amen. Amen. So that's a a gift of giving, and it is something that we all should learn to exercise. We all should learn about it. And lastly, apply it in our lives so others can enjoy and appreciate and see that gifting that we have received from God. So I'm going to bring Toby up and and he can close the meeting for us for this morning. Uh, Next week, we will go through the gifting of leadership. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram.